Hello, and welcome to another episode of Life Story. As always, I'm your host, Tyler Honig. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. I'm so excited to have you joining me on this journey. If you're a returning member, thank you so much for your continued support. I think you're really going to enjoy this episode today. Life Story is really just my excuse to get to talk with a whole bunch of my friends and mentors, find out the highs and lows of their life, and what brought them to who they are today and made them who they are today. My guest today is one of my best friends and someone I've known for a very long time. Her name is Anna Faubert, and she is a Chinese-born Iowan, now living in New York City, and is continuing her dream of making a positive difference in the world by working with sustainability at a global PR firm as an account executive. So with that, here is the life story of Anna Faubert. Tell me your story, your life story. Hi, Anna. How are you doing today? Hi, Tyler. I'm so good. I haven't seen you in a long time. I know. I'm so happy we're able to do this, even if it has to be through the power of FaceTime. Definitely. Someday we'll get back together and have a reunited um, (laughs) get together. Yes, I look forward to that so much. So, Anna, you and I have known each other, gosh, I know we met in middle school, but it wasn't really till high school that you and I got to know each other real well. I know. It's kind of weird because, so I actually um, switched to Bettendorf in middle school, Mm -hmm. and I knew of you, but I never, (laughs) like, got to know you until, yeah, high school, like you said. So I'm so glad that we've gotten so close, and especially after high school, which is so funny. So many of us, like, we got to know each other a bit, like, towards the end, but it was, like, us coming back for summers from our colleges that we really got to know each other. And I loved that I got to go visit you at University of Nebraska-Lincoln with our mutual friend Lauren um, and get to go to the zoo and see the beautiful university. That was always so fun. Oh my gosh, yes. And then I was able to come for your 21st birthday party and actually several times to Iowa State. It was really fun. Yeah, so I love that even if we weren't on the same campus, we always were kind of keeping in touch and being connected. I know. I am still in awe of how you can connect with people, even if you haven't seen them for years. It's great. Well, I mean, you and I are both relatively only children stuff. So for me, you all are my surrogate siblings. Yes, same to you. And I think like one of the funniest stories, and you're a part of it, but you aren't. Um, when I came for my grad studies, like to try to see if I was going to go to the University of Nebraska Lincoln, you were away. I don't remember where you were at, but you were like just crash at my apartment with my roommates, and I knew them a little bit. But I'm like, dang, I'm just I'm hanging out at Anna's place, and she isn't even here. And you like let me use your parking pass, and I was like, I hope to God they don't see me, and they're like. You totally are not this Asian person. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I totally remember that. Wow, that was so long ago. That was. I just feel like college was, I don't even know, too long ago, honestly. It was a lifetime ago. So Anna, um, tell me kind of about like your adolescent years because you were not originally from the United States. Yeah, that is correct. So I was born in China and I was adopted by my now parents at the, almost at the age of two. So it was right before my second birthday in July. And it was really fun because now that I look back on it, like I am an only child, but I have kind of like a built-in sister because my best friend of what, 24 years, we were adopted together. Mm -hmm. So both of us were born over there. We lived together in an orphanage and then 
um, from what I can remember or what they've told me <laughs> is that I, <laughs> I know because I was too young to actually remember, but they said we lived together and then because there were too many kids at this orphanage, essentially, um, they had moved me around to different foster homes. And so I think it was like around four. So it was kind of a miracle that we ended up back together. Yeah. And being able to come back from China, settle in the United States, in Iowa, in the same city, and like grow up together. So it was just kind of uncanny. And it was honestly awesome to have her um, just because she's gone through the same experiences as I have. She's also an only child. Um, and though we may not talk every day, uh, she's always going to be like my closest friend and someone that I confide in. That's awesome. That's amazing. It, do you know, is it normal like for people to go and end up settling in the same city or is it pretty rare that that happened with you two? I think it was kind of rare. Um, I don't think they really knew in the beginning that our parents had lived in the same or that live in the same city in Iowa. Mm -hmm. And then we just happened to be paired up with our parents. Um, so I think it was honestly just a fluke or I don't know, <laughs> divine intervention per se, but yeah, it's, you know, our group, um, they chose like, they, they were like 10 different families. And so they were all kind of like in the area, but then some of them were like from Boston. So I think they just kind of meshed a lot of people together. Um, that wanted to adopt um, yeah. and that chose uh, Holt, which is the adoption agency they went through. But yeah, it, I don't know if it's like normal, but I think it's kind of cool. Yeah, they know that is really awesome. And like, I know you've told me before, you get to say like, I've known Lauren longer than I've known my current parents. Yeah, definitely. I, yeah, it's always a fun fact and people kind of look at me weird when I say it, but I, then I explain it and they're like, whoa, that's super cool. I just, I remember in high school, um, the school newspaper interviewed us and it was so funny because the interview was probably supposed to be maybe like 20 minutes long and it ended up being like an hour and a half because <laughs> so, it was like from both of our perspectives and it was really fun. That's cool. I think now that you say that, I remember reading that article. Yeah, my mom actually saved it because it was, you know, like a nice little momentum. <laughs> That's cool. Um, so what was kind of like growing up in your early childhood, kind of like going to elementary school? Yeah, I mean, I feel like I had a pretty normal childhood. Um, I went to Pleasant Valley um, in the beginning because mm -hmm. we lived in um, that neighborhood. And how it worked was that, like, specifically in our neighborhood, it, like, was split down the street. Like, one went to Bettendorf and one went to PV. Oh, and wow. so, yeah, it was kind of weird because half my friends in the neighborhood went to a different school district. But it was super fun. Um, I, I think from the beginning, honestly, I was such a social person so um my mom would always have to like get me play dates um I think she my mom actually just told me the story that when I was little um I had just been adopted I think it was like now two we're walking in the neighborhood and like we had I had just been hanging out with my parents because I obviously didn't know anyone oh sure or doing like a little walk through the neighborhood and I see like little you know these kids about my age I'm sure playing in like their driveway mm -hmm. and all of a sudden I sprint across the street and I go and play with them. And my mom's like, Oh no, she's going to have to like have play dates all the time. Like be social. <laughs> she knew I was like extroverted, like to the max. Mm -hmm. So it was really cute, but I thoroughly enjoyed, you know, growing up there. I don't know. It was just kind of idyllic, but my parents really were nice. kind of the same way of, we didn't have 
a lot of kids in my neighborhood. My parents moved into the place where there was a lot of older families. Um, and so my mom got me into preschool super early because she's like, he has to get to know friends. He has to get to meet people. And I was super social like that, too. It was just like, get me in with kids my own age. And I'm going to have a great time. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. And so I think it's funny because I met some of my closest friends in preschool and mm -hmm. kindergarten. Um, one um, that I'm unfortunately not as close with anymore, but she and I like had met on the school playground um, and we grew up together, uh, honestly, like doing everything together. Um, I also met one of our mutual friends, Elizabeth, yeah. <laughs> in kindergarten. Uh, I think I was listening to her episode and she was talking about how we like hung out all the time in kindergarten because she had gone to PV at the time mm -hmm. but then she moved over to Bettendorf so we kind of lost touch like she said but we did gymnastics together so that yeah. was really cool uh having like friends obviously in school and outside of school because also not only was I social I was very active mm -hmm. like very rambunctious so my mom's like we're just gonna put her into everything so she can like get all her energy out in those extracurricular stuff what did you think of doing gymnastics? Was that something you were really interested in and continued on for a while? Oh my gosh. I, well, I loved it at the time. I was, it was so fun to go on the balance beam or go on the floor. Yeah, it was quite the experience. Uh, but then when I started getting older, I was like, I don't really know if I like this as much because I also was in dance mm -hmm. and I loved dance. Like it was honestly my life growing up. So I decided to kind of quit gymnastics. Also, gymnastics, um, I was afraid of breaking bones Fair. because you kind of have to do all these like flips and turns and it's just wild. Like I give them so much props for doing that, but I was not about that. So I decided to switch to dance. Did you um, master like a particular style of dance or did you learn multiple different styles? So I, um, well, when you start as like a little kid, you yeah. just do like, ballet or tap or something but when I got more into it yeah I was definitely more ballet focused and then had like tap and modern and jazz on the side and those are super fun to like have as um, extra stuff to learn and like have different types of music to dance to but um the school that I went to really focused on ballet so I was always in the Nutcracker which is such oh. a fond memory um every winter and like Sleeping Beauty or Capelia yeah it was always very like classical ballet. So I honestly love it because I still take a lot of like the balance techniques and like the grace <laughs> from sure. learning ballet um, with me now as like an adult. That's awesome. I'm sure like the endurance you built up helped a lot with your running. Oh my gosh. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, I, a lot of people are like, oh, ballet is not a sport. Oh my gosh. It's <laughs> such a tiring sport. Like I eventually got point shoes and we did point instead of just normal ballet. Yeah. And not only does it hurt, but it like hurts your actual like feet and you get so many like blisters. It's not like very graceful, like underneath the shoe and everything, but it's honestly so fun. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And it was so beautiful in the costumes. Yeah. It's just so fun. When you did like the Nutcracker or Sleeping Beauty, did you have a particular part you really enjoyed playing or a moment during the shows? Yeah. Well, the Nutcracker was fun because when you're smaller, you get like the angel part or oh. the soldier. Um, but when you get older, you kind of grow uh, with your part. So mm -hmm. I really actually enjoyed 
there's, um, if you're familiar with the Nutcracker, there's a part for the Chinese. And so I was able to do um, that part. And then I really love the party scene in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just that's more like acting, honestly. So it was um, really fun to have like all the 1900s costumes or honestly, I think it's 1800s, but this is like the poofy dresses and your hair like curled and it was just really fun. So yeah, I, I love doing that. Sleeping Beauty, we were just like commoners. Oh, sure. <laughs> but it was, yeah, it was awesome. And then you got to dance with the company. So it was such a learning experience too. That's so cool. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. So what kind of things would you and Lauren get into, into trouble or into a lot of fun growing up together? Oh my gosh. <laughs> There's so many stories, but um, <laughs> I just remember one. So my mom had this beautiful dining table mm-hmm. and they have the leaves that you can put into it to make it extra long. Oh yes. My parents have that too. Yeah. So this table also can scratch a lot, like very easily. So Mm -hmm. we have like these things that go on top of it. So anyways, I and myself and Lauren decided, Oh, we're going to use those to be like sleds going down my staircase. And so we just like hopped on these things and like, just started going down the stairs, like flying. Cause um, one side is like kind of like a felt thing um, mm-hmm. just to protect the wood and then the other was very slick so it was perfect for just going zooming down the <laughs> stairs and I think we're like I don't know what age I think obviously we we're pretty young to fit on these things but my mom was so mad because this was a very expensive dining table <laughs> and like that was such an important part of the table and so I think one of them actually broke <laughs> and I was like oh well I don't know what you can do other than kind of like punish us <laughs> put us in a corner for like five minutes but that was that was fun um yeah we had so many fun times because we kind of would hang out every every couple weeks so it wasn't like every week when we were like growing up mm-hmm. but we would go and switch off and on from each other's houses um I remember specifically our like adoption group parties mm-hmm. so all they would actually happen during the holiday season. So like Christmas or Halloween or, you know, Thanksgiving. And we would um, all get together. There were about 10 of us. So actually uh, there were a good amount of girls that still lived in the area. Oh, wow. Um, so it was really nice to like see everyone, see how much we've grown, all that stuff. Cause we didn't go to the same school districts or anything. Were but, they all adopted um, from the same area you were in or are they just people that were adopted from many different countries and came to the U S uh, they were all from China. I don't know if it, they're all from specific, like, area that I was okay. born in, but I do know they were from, like, southern China. So it's a big country, but, yeah, uh, yeah it was it was nice because, yeah, we were all, like, about the same age, adopted together. Um, but, yeah, we would have these really fun um, parties and stuff, and I just remember Lauren and I would, like, run around like a crazy, crazy kids we were <laughs> at that age. Um yeah, the one picnic I remember there was like a like a little toilet seat <laughs> outside for like the little kids, and I just like stuck myself down there, and Lauren like hung around. Too. It was just like those <laughs> random weird memories that you you have growing up. Um, that especially with Lauren and I, we were I don't know if we were troublemakers per se, but <laughs> we just enjoyed each other's company. You found adventure wherever it was. Exactly. Yeah. Oh my gosh, so many memories. It's hard to like remember them 
because my mom has told me so much. Sure. And so it's almost like, oh, was that my memory or was that her memory? But either way, <laughs> it's really nice to know that we've had such a long history together. Um, and just like growing up. You mentioned like you all were sliding down your stairs. And I a lot of people have told me stories about like stairs and them as little kids. And it got me trying to remember stories, too. I had a crap ton of stuffed animals. Like, that was just always something people would buy me. So I would, like, chuck my stuffed animals down the staircase and see, like, which ones hopped the most or which ones went down the staircase the most. Um, and that was always just such a fun thing for me. Like, 50 different stuffed animals just going down the staircase. And I like, grab them all, take them back up and do it again. Um, not the oh most God, fun thing that. to do, but, like, it got me out of trouble and my mom always knew where I was. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah, I mean... Oh my gosh, we played pretend all the time. Oh yeah, I don't know if we really had many stuffed animals that that we would play with, but um, Lauren loved Bob the Builder at that time, and so we would like <laughs> play that all. And <laughs> it was just so fun, like the imagination that we used to have, and I feel like we still have. It's like buried underneath all the craziness now. Oh yeah, but um, yeah, it was just such a nice time. That's cool. I'm happy that you got to have those memories and kind of have like that built-in sister. Oh my gosh, yes. I don't know what I would have done if I were truly an only child. Because we're actually four days apart. Um, oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, so it's just so weird that we were born together. <laughs> yeah, born in the same area, adopted together, literally born four days apart. I've always been an inch taller than her. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if that's actually still true, but <laughs> that was always my like little thing against her. <laughs> Um, so for part of elementary school, you moved from the like Bedendorf Pleasant Valley area to Kansas City. Um, do you know kind of why you made that move with your family? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That move was not fun for me because my dad had gotten relocated. He worked at John Deere at the time and they were like, there's a new job open where there's no job here in the Quad Cities anymore. So we just up and moved down to Kansas City. And as a, well, I was in fourth grade going into fifth grade. So it was kind of hard because you're at that age where you're with a group of people for so long in elementary school that when I came in, like it was kind of the same thing where I was the new person, but all these other kids had been together for years. Mm -hmm. And so they had their friend groups. Um, and I think also the school district that we, or that I had eventually gone to for fifth grade, um, they just had a different mindset, it felt like. They were very um, clicky, I should say, and they just didn't want to welcome in new people. Sure. Which was unfortunate because, you know, sixth grade is so different because for them it's like that's their middle school age and you just kind of get pushed into like a huge school with oh, all yeah. these different elementary schools. But I had come just right before that, so everyone was still kind of used to having the same people. But... Despite that, I mean, I definitely learned a lot about myself and, like, with my parents because, you know, my parents, you know, beforehand had so much time to really pay attention to me, but then it shifted to getting the house, you know, decorated oh, and yeah. kind of up to their, what they want. And um, so their focus kind of definitely fo shifted, so I had a lot more, like, alone time I guess and I didn't have any friends down there um so it was just a little difficult in that respect and we tried to like get myself into dance and like get you know into the same activities that yeah. I was in in 
uh, the Quad Cities, but it was definitely a little bit harder. And then, yeah, I did make friends uh, eventually. It was definitely hard, but um, they were, I I wouldn't call them the outcasts per se, but they were also <laughs> not the popular ones. And so I know some of them got into trouble in school and the teacher's like, yo, like Anna's such a good kid, but like hanging out with these other kids that make trouble probably wouldn't be the best. And yeah, it was just a wild year. Definitely. Sometimes though, the outcasts are the people you want to be friends with. I know. Like one girl, I just remember vividly, we obviously went outside for recess and this playground was kind of unfinished. I think it was a newer school. So they okay. were still building everything and she was digging in the dirt for worms. And okay. <laughs> I love the dirt. Like, as a kid, I would go and, like, have pet worms. So she was, like, looking for worms. I was like, oh, my gosh, she's my my people. Because <laughs> I was complete opposite. Uh, that's so funny. Yeah, I, I was so outdoorsy. It's weird. I don't know. As a girl, I feel like everyone's like, oh, you're, like, so, I don't know, uh, neat and, like, tidy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was definitely not. I was definitely the opposite. Um, but, yeah, I made friends with her. And... Um, it was it was a good time. I mean, granted, I was only there for a year. Uh, oh, that's right. So it was kind of a quick move because we moved down there during the summer, started fifth grade, moved back to the Quad Cities the next summer. Um, now, I take it your family like, didn't know that, that you were going to be moving back that quick? No, they had no idea. They um, So the job that my dad took then that moved us down there, then they're like, oh, well, we're moving you back up because the Quad Cities is the headquarters for John Deere. Yeah. So it's pretty, um, it made sense that we were moving back. But I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Like, I get to go back. And then it almost kind of hit me that I was like, oh my gosh, now we're going to be going into middle school because mm-hmm. it was sixth grade. Um, so I was like, well, do I go back to the friends that I had at PV or do I go to Bettendorf with my um, friend that I've since um, kind of become distant with? Uh, so I decided to go with that <laughs> friend and go yeah. to Bettendorf. Um, and it was kind of an, a good start, I should say, because everyone's, like I said before, coming into this new. Yeah, like five space. elementary schools joining into one school. Definitely. And I was like, this is such a fun experience. Um, And just knowing at least one person made me feel a little bit comfortable with going into that. Oh, sure. Yeah, it was, yeah, middle school was fun. (laughs) (laughs) And then we moved back and yeah, and made so many good friends and like actually reconnected with people too. Mm -hmm. Is that also when you started getting involved with like your church youth group or was that kind of later on into middle school, high school? Actually, that's an interesting question because we had, when we moved back, um, my mom and dad still wanted to be a part of a church, but because we had moved back, we weren't really connected with our old ones. So we decided to kind of church hop and I'm not kidding. Like, I feel like the Quasis has a bunch of churches. Yes. We probably tried out every single one of them. (laughs) And it was mostly because we wanted one that my parents liked the sermons and I liked the youth group. Mm -hmm. And it was just kind of that going back and forth that's good they were taking your opinion into account definitely yeah and i think the problem was the church before we had like a lot of them went to davenport schools sure so i really wasn't able to get to know people at bentendorf or pv so we decided on a church that was in bentendorf and joined their church and the youth group and it was really fun i went through confirmation there um 
And then, actually, no, I went through confirmation for one year there, and we decided to switch because my, again, my distant friend, um, she was going to a different church. Mm. And I was like, oh, well, we should try that one out. I think that was the last one that we had tried out. And my parents loved the pastor, um, Pastor Marty, and... Mm -hmm. I loved the youth group. And so I actually just finished confirmation there. Um, and it was such a sigh of relief because the people there were so nice and open and friendly. The youth group was great. And actually I had come in right when we had a new youth pastor for the high school. Okay. So it was kind of really nice to come into something where he's trying to transform the youth group to what it is now, which is an amazing group yeah um and I was trying to find something new so it was just it really worked well mm -hmm. and um that definitely helped shape at least my um faith going into high school and um beyond yeah and the funny thing is you and I both have connections with this church but for very different things I went to preschool at that church and my mom actually has worked 20 years now at that church which is crazy to me because I spent a lot of time there and I had no idea until we became friends mm -hmm. and you mentioned that. Um, but I actually met your best friend, Michael, yes. through that church. And yeah, it was, I mean, I, I love Michael. He's great. And <laughs> we had so many fun memories um, at the church and like their youth group and everything. So um, I think that also helped me realize that you're a great guy also to be <laughs> friends <you>. with. <laughs> Yeah, he filled me in on a lot of the different trips you all would take, um, mission trips and stuff. Was there one that particularly stuck out to you? The first one, which I don't know if Michael said the same thing, but that was to Arkansas. Okay, he and mentioned it a little bit, but it's your opinion and your point of view. Yeah, I. that was such a pivotal trip because that was the first trip that Andy, our youth group leader was a part of and running mm -hmm. like he had finally become the youth pastor and he was like let's go to arkansas <laughs> and all of us were <laughs> like why arkansas but it was the best part about that trip i think was because it was so unknown mm -hmm. like we were coming in as such a big group too like i we had like i don't even know like 50 maybe even 60 people in our youth group and normally these places have like they house like 10 people okay. but um we were just all kind of like very open to new experiences and going down there it just kind of humbled you because the people there are very much in poverty they've never seen things that we normally see like contacts this one girl literally asked me what they were oh, so wow. it was such an eye-opening experience in that way um and then when you're down in Arkansas, you don't really have much to do, <laughs> but really bond with the people that you're with. Mm -hmm. And that's where I really got to know Michael super well, some of my best friends, Olivia and Haley. Um, and like all of us were just kind of in this new experience together. And also just, you know, having faith there too. And like we all grew so much. And um, I just loved the trip because you can really see people not at school because I saw a lot of people from our youth group at school like in such a different light and such a good light like people have such amazing hearts for service and just really kind of getting down to the core of like who your personality is and like why you're the way you are um 
and like there were so many deep conversations it was great and then by the end of the trip um they have an amazing uh little ritual so they it's kind of weird to some people i'm sure but <laughs> the leaders wash the feet of your group because we were such a big group we had like five or six kids to um a leader yeah and they would wash your feet and like pray with you and it was just such an emotional moment and it was just kind of like summing up the entire week and um yeah is there a that biblical was, like, my favorite. is there a biblical part about like the washing the feet or what's the reason that you all chose to do that yeah so it was actually part of the the youth group um program essentially that does these mission trips they do it every trip for okay group so it's not just our group but they showed us that and essentially it's when jesus washed the feet of his disciples before he was crucified and so it was kind of very symbolic of that and yeah it was such a crazy time we were down there for a week i mean i got so sunburnt or so tan i should say um i had my hair cornrow braided thrown on like they threw soap on me like they were like washing my hair um like bubbles i should say not soap. sure and it was just you know they i don't know it tested all of our patients at some point but like we all became so close and then after that you know at first we were very hesitant to go to arkansas with this new youth group director but then after that we trusted him so much and you know the rest of the mission trips that we went on they were amazing that's cool and what an amazing way like you said to bond with your fellow youth group members and like create that trust as well as not only give back to the community you lived in but go to states away and give back to that community that really needed help and really needed you all there exactly and it's amazing because as well i was a freshman Mm -hmm. um and this was my first um mission trip like we hadn't put ourselves into such a situation like that before I mean, I personally haven't, like yeah. I've grown up very privileged. And so just being able to see a different side of the world was really cool. And I mean, I think that's really shaped me as a person because I really want to eventually, you know, go and do more mission trips like that, maybe internationally or somehow help in some way, Yeah, um, which is kind of one of my passions. Once I have enough money to go <laughs> and like take three weeks off and like go to some exotic land and Um, just give back that's always the thing it's like we have such grand ideas and things we want to do but it's always money how much is it going to cost how am I going to be able to do this how am I going to be funded I know yeah that's the one kicker because I if I could if money was not a thing I would so be doing like mission work like that um and just like helping people that really need it yeah so One day. One day, Tyler. Good. Well, I'm going to hold you to that, and I look forward to the day when you can be like, money's not an object. I'm going to go off, and I'm going to help all these people. Definitely. So now that we've kind of moved into high school, let's kind of talk about what that experience was like for you. And you were involved in quite a bit of things. Um, You know, really big was cross-country, show choir. Um, I think you said you were finishing up with dance around that time. Um, So what was kind of that time for you like? It was crazy. Um, I think I said before, I'm an extroverted person and I get bored super easily. So I was like, I need to get myself involved with stuff. And my parents definitely thought the same way because I think I would just drive them crazy. (laughs) So I actually in middle school, they had this like little 
I think it was eighth grade, they were like a, a flyer saying like, oh, join high school cross country. Okay. And I kind of laughed at it, but some of my best friends at the time, um, and they're still really good friends, but they were like, oh my gosh, we should do it. And they were, they had been in track and cross country in middle school, mm-hmm. which I hadn't because I had devoted most of my time to dance. But going into high school, I was like, well, I kind of want to get involved with more high school stuff because I can meet more people like in the school and then also be active. And, you know, I was kind of feeling like dance was something that I, you know, I enjoyed, but, you know, at some point I needed to kind of switch over. And I was like, ha, cross country. Why would I do that? Why would I want to run? Um, (laughs) And then come the first day of school we had they were like just come to the first practice I'm like okay fine whatever I'll go so I go we do the mile run I don't think I've done the mile run since like what middle school gym yep (laughs) (laughs) and it was terrible I was the last person out of like 40 people I'm pretty sure um and we did just around the track and Mm. then we did like a um a cool down run in the neighborhood uh, across the street from the high school. I got lost on that run because I was so far behind (laughs) everyone. I hadn't run that much in my life. And I was like, why am I doing this? And after that, I was like, I'll never go back. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I called my mom. I was like, no, this is definitely not for me. I'll just stick with dance. But then my friends were like, no, just, just try it for a week. And I was like, okay, fine. Like, I I think I can be easily convinced. Mm -hmm. Um, if someone is just like not egging me on, but like encouraging me and like really saying like, you can do this actually. Yeah. So I did and I stuck with it for the entire season. Like I improved my mile time by two minutes, which was, I thought was incredible. Cause yeah. I had never run that much in my life. Um, and it was so fun because I got to spend so much time with my friends. Uh, and yeah, at the same time I was really like still into dance. So I had dreams of being on the dance team, but unfortunately that didn't play out as I had liked because I think I was more trained in classical ballet versus um, their technique and their style, I should say, which isn't bad by any means, but it's just different. And I just don't think I caught on as quickly as some other girls. Um, So that kind of actually turned into why I got into show choir because I still wanted to dance, loved singing. I was in choir with you yep. and so many of our other friends. And I think it was just so fun to combine the two, I should say. So I tried out the first year, freshman year, didn't make it. So I was mm-hmm. like, okay, I'll focus on cross country. Um, did the musical, started voice lessons because I was so determined to get into show choir. Yeah. Um, and then my second year, sophomore year, I was like, okay, I've got to get into this. And that's when actually a lot of, like, Christine and Remu and myself and Elena and um, some other people got in, like, in our grade mm-hmm. um, to be all together. And, yeah, I mean, I don't think I've experienced such a fun sport, to be totally honest. It was just you get to act, you get to sing, you get to dance. Um, the costumes are still a part of it, which – was so fun. Um, the competitions were awesome because it was a, like an all day thing on Saturdays. Uh, yeah, and it was it was great. I loved it, and I just I miss it so much. I wish I could be in an adult show choir. <laughs> <laughs> I know they did like a parent show choir that was always supposed to be for the fun of it. 
Um, I don't remember what they, been around sound, I think is what they called them. Uh, So that would be fun to find something like that. Um, Going back, I guess, to your running, it reminded me I did track in middle school for like all of a week and then realized I really just didn't like the idea of running around a circle track all the time. So I wish I had done cross country, but it conflicted with marching band and I just didn't think I could do both things. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, you're super fast. I remember you were like running laps around me. <laughs> you would have been amazing. But yeah, I totally understand because marching band definitely got in the way. Um, I was also involved with that in yeah. freshman year. It was fun. We did what? Avatar, I think it was. Yeah, but it wasn't like the last airbender. It was like the blue no. people, that <laughs> blue James people. Cameron movie. Yeah, it was quite the time. Um, I've never done anything like that before. Yeah. But I played flu and I was like, well, I'll just do it for the freshman year. Um, and then cross country got like, yeah, in the way of it because of all the meets on the same days. So I decided to go with cross country instead. But see, and I never asked you why you left marching band and went to cross country, but that makes a lot of sense. Like the two things conflict a lot. So like you kind of have to choose. Yeah. And I think by sophomore year, I was hooked on it. I was like, oh my gosh, my best friends are part of this. Like, I literally get to hang out with them every single day. Um, marching band is, yes, fun, but I was, it felt more like a chore, I guess. And yeah. to me, I had a lot more fun with, like, the group of girls that I was able to run with every day. Um, yeah. Oh my gosh, sophomore year and junior year, I think I spent so much time with these <laughs> girls. Like, we were the best of friends. Like, it wasn't even days on when we would practice together. We would just hang out. Like, we'd go to Whitey's. We would go to Jimmy's Pancake House. <laughs> you know, just things like that um, that I would never take for granted. Like, it was amazing. I, I love I that. definitely miss Emma. And I'm actually going to um, her wedding this weekend. Yeah. One of them. So it'll be a little reunion. It will be. I know. I'm so excited. It's been ages. Well, the thing that must have been nice for you, too, was if I'm remembering right, a lot of the people you hung out with in cross country didn't necessarily do choir. So that allowed you to, like, have friends in different interest groups. Definitely. Yeah. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed having the different groups, like you said, because (laughs) not that I get bored with people. I just love to have so many friends. I just love to be able to converse with people and just have so many experiences with different groups. So that's kind of where, um, that's also another reason why I got so involved with different things. And it also honestly helped me with time management too. Yes, definitely. And getting ready for college and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But Well, I yeah. remember I did the musical my last year and I think you were on the the makeup crew for the music man. I was. And, and I, the hair and makeup. And I always was like, Anna has to do my makeup because, like, I don't know what I'm doing. And if I do it, I'm going to be raccoon eyes, like, the entire show or show season. Oh, my gosh. I I did your makeup and I did Nate Midday's hair. Uh-huh. So that was so fun. I loved it, honestly, because I was a part of the musicals, but I was never as confident in acting. Okay. Um, And maybe, like, more of a leader or main role, I should say. So I decided, yeah, like either being in the cast and crew would be super fun. Mm -hmm. Um, And then actually the year that I did the hair and makeup, I wanted to still be a part of it, but I had broken my ankles. Oh, that's right. Um, Yeah. So it was, it was so fun, but I loved doing 
or being a part of the musicals, I should say. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of work. <laughs> and do you remember our off blocks our senior year where we would have it right before lunch? So it basically gave us a three-hour lunch. And it was like you, Michael, Nate Madej, and Paul who was dating one of our mutual friends at the time. And we'd go off and like the head secretary would be like, where are y'all going today? And we're like, we're gonna go get cookies. We're gonna get ice cream or like go to lunch. And we'd bring her back stuff too. And I just, those were always such fun times. I loved that Bender had an off block. I don't think many schools did. No. And it honestly gave me such a relief to not have to one, go to class for that long. But also just be able to grow our friendship because I don't, think you know outside of school that we really had that many extracurriculars that overlapped no it was just choir for you and I yeah and choir was honestly what 45 minutes so it was pretty quick and we didn't even get to sit next to each other no yeah so I I thoroughly enjoyed it and yeah getting to just have quality time and yeah I could have used it to study but as the extrovert I am I would definitely be talking and not doing that I mean, by senior year, we didn't have a lot of homework, or at least I don't remember homework as big as I did the last couple years beforehand. Oh my gosh, no, definitely. Homework was, I mean, it was there because I was taking some AP classes, but it was pretty easy, I should say. Like, I wouldn't say, like, it was a breeze. I definitely had to study. But, yeah, it was kind of nice to, like, be the top dog in the Oh, yeah. Like my grandpa used to say, the BMOC is the big men and women on campus. Wait, I love that. <laughs> it's so funny because I look back and I'm like, oh my gosh, we thought we were so cool in high school and then we went to college. <laughs> and then the world really hit us all. It really did. But yeah, I know. It was so fun. I loved like our little, like, I, did we do like our parties with the fire pit after, um, like in college or was that? In high school. That was, I think, more after high school, like, during the college summers. Like, I know we did fire pits for show, like, shows um, after parties, but doing a lot of those after-school things and summer things were college-related. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I know. I. That's the other thing, like, going through all your questions, <laughs> I keep forgetting, and, like, all blends together. I'm like, wait, was that college? Was that high school? But... but know, I mean, that's the beautiful thing. It's just way. one story all together. Honestly, yeah. What was um, your relationship like with your parents during high school? I know you've talked a lot about like what school was like and being very extroverted. Yeah. So I am also a very strong-willed person. And I think my mom is too. Um, I mean, I was raised by her, so it makes sense. I think it was a little bit difficult because I was trying to find my own personality and where I could make my own decisions. But, you know... Looking back, as a high schooler, you can't really make all the decisions in your life, unfortunately. But, yeah, it was a little difficult because we would definitely butt heads a lot. Um, It was – we were arguing about, like, tiny things, big things. Yeah, it was just, like, back and forth, and I was like, wow, like, what is this? Like, we – you know, I think it kind of started when we moved from Kansas – or Bettendorf to Kansas City because they didn't have as much time to hang out with me as an only child. That was really <laughs> hard. Um, and then moving back and then, yeah, just growing up and trying to yeah find my own way. Um, and my parents were, I would say, probably a little stricter than others. Mm-hmm. They had a lot of rules and I don't regret them having rules because, you know, I, I think they raised me very well, but it was hard at the time. 
and being a teenager wanting to be like out past curfew or yes. you want to go drive with your friends and so yeah it definitely got difficult I think by senior year we were hitting like that top point where it was just like every day was something I was either moody my mom was mad you know <laughs> it was going back and forth and I was like wow this is ridiculous when I look back on it but um so I think honestly going to college really, really mm-hmm. helped. And of course my dad being the chill person he is, he just kind of sat back and didn't want to take sides. <laughs> I as probably he had the right idea, honestly. <laughs> I can totally relate to that though. Like I think it's just butting heads with your parents. You're you're getting older, you want to have that freedom, but you're not ready for it. Like I have many memories of like butting heads with my folks about this, that, or the other, but you're right. You look back and you're like, that was just so dumb. And like, what was the reasoning behind it all? Um, but yeah, it, it happens to everybody. I know. And I think, I mean, my mom kind of expected it. She loves to read those parenting books. Mm-hmm. And because I'm an only child, she had no idea what to expect. Yes. But yeah, I think, you know, she and I both learned a lot about each other with personalities, how to work out our differences and, you know, which battles to fight, I should yes. say. Would you, so. would you say that at times, I'll use your mom because you've been talking about her a lot, that at times she acted almost like your older sister and your mom because you were an only child? I would say, yeah, sometimes. Because, you know, she wanted to be friends with me. Like, let's go shopping. But then other times it's like, you have to do, clean your room, go here, do this. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, that's not like the friendly thing person I saw like two days ago (laughs) and yeah it was definitely back and forth like that but um I think she just had a lot of expectations Mm because I think she was super worried that I would get into a bad crowd or oh you know she wanted me to be prepared for the real world as she said you know before college because I mean her thing especially in senior year was that I'm not going to be there to tell you yes or no right Mm -hmm. from wrong but also I think you need to decide that for yourself but I want to steer you in the right direction which is good but also I think some of her ways weren't the best ways to teach me in that but then also I look back on my own personality and I was definitely not agreeable (laughs) to anything so it may have been the only way that she could you know really Mm -hmm. communicate to me but yeah, I look back and I'm like, wow, I was terrible. But also, <laughs> it's not the worst, I don't think, because I could have been, I don't know, doing oh, drugs yeah. and, you know, getting crazy, you know, on the weekends. And I definitely wasn't. Like, I cut my grades up and I, you know. I'm very happy for the life lessons my parents taught me. And even, like, be doing a lot of work. Like, today I helped my parents, like, by mowing the lawn for them and stuff. And it's like... Just those things that it's like, you don't have to be asked to do it. Like you almost enjoy the work. Exactly. And now my, I guess I'm jumping, but you're good. Like my relationship between my parents and I got super, oh my gosh, so much better. I should say, um, when I went to college, cause we weren't, oh, I agree. And then I really appreciate having them there because I mean, I've gone through friends that have lost parents and mm-hmm. it just is devastating for them. And I, could not imagine being in their shoes and so I like you know I don't want to take any moment with them for granted no not at all um and the reason I brought up like mom acting like a sister is when my mom and I talk about the arguments we would get into they were almost like brother sister arguments more than like parent ones and that's where it's like 
those were so dumb. It's like, I want to watch TV upstairs. Like, well, I, I'm, I'm watching something. Like, I don't want to go to the basement. And so it's just, like, silly things like that. They're like, why was that an argument? Honestly, yeah, it was funny. Because I was like, no, I want to watch TV. And my mom's like, no, I want to. And I'm like, wow, okay, well... <laughs> I'm here first. Yes, it's always like, who's here first? Who pays for the house? Exactly. And then she's like, well, you're under my roof. You know, the the classic um, comments from the parents. So, Anna, now that we've kind of gotten through high school, let's talk about college. And you went to the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. And I know you've told me that has a special place in your family's heart. Do you want to talk about that connection? Yeah, I am what I like to call myself, a third-generation Husker, um, because my grandpa went there, my dad went there, and then I ended up going there. So it was such a nice kind of connection with the family, and I didn't even plan it because Nebraska was my last choice. Like, I never, like, gave it a thought. Like, I knew my dad went there, and my grandpa, too, but Mm -hmm. it was kind of like a, oh, well... Maybe if everything else fails, sure. plan C. But, you know, I had gone looking at, like, Mizzou and Indiana, you know, bigger universities that had specific, like, journalism programs that were, you know, very well-renowned. But mm-hmm. I eventually just found my way back to Nebraska because they gave a great scholarship. The that always was, helps. Yeah, very much so. <laughs> um, yeah, the scholarship was great. The community was great. The school was not as big, I should say. Mm -hmm. So you were able to really get involved with um, major specific classes in the beginning. So that's kind of why I did it. But yeah, it's super fun because I, you know, graduating, you know, and knowing that, like, it's kind of a family thing now. Yeah. Have that connection. So you knew you wanted to go into journalism when you started college. I did, which is funny because I did an aptitude test and. Before then, I had no idea what I wanted to do, but then journalism was one of the results, and I was like, oh, that's kind of cool, um, but then I was like, started to think more, and I'm like, oh, wait, like, this actually sounds fun, like, you get to talk to people, you get to know about their life stories. Um, I ended up doing advertising and public relations, okay. which is a little bit different than journalism, but I did tack on um, broadcast production as a major. So I kind of did a dual major there and was able to kind of get the full spectrum of the communications realm. That's cool. Add all of your passions together. Yeah. And it was awesome because going into uni- the university, knowing my major, I was able to be a part of a learning community. Um, kind of like a first year experience where you're just all lumped in together with like 10 other uh, first year like journalism majors and you kind of just get to do classes with them. Yeah kind of tell me about your experience at the learning communities because I have a fun story about that that I'll share with you but tell me about what learning experiences meant for you. Yeah it was it was actually super helpful because I had an advisor for the learning community who ended up and who still is one of my most amazing professors and a mentor for me. Um, she was able to get me involved with PRSSA, which is a PR, like pre-professional club. Okay. Uh, so you could get like experience outside of the classroom kind of thing. Um, and I joined super early because of her and she was just kind of that like kind of cheerleader for me. Cause I was definitely doubting myself going into the major because I was like wow I'm like terrible at this but she was like no no you've just like you just have to concentrate on like this area and so she was just very good at like 
guiding me through the first year and then also just having friends like when my roommate was in the learning community and we ended up um, rooming together in junior year and then we ended up moving out here together so it was like those lifelong friendships kind of were made and solidified there but one of my favorite memories is that we actually went to the Twin Cities as oh, learning wow. to go like kind of tour an agency go to uh talk to like some sports marketing people you know get involved in seeing what real life will like kind of look like after you know graduation so I you know I thoroughly enjoyed it and it really helped me understand like this is what the major is going to be like this is what life could look like afterwards and also you know just having people around you going through the same experiences so it's not just like you're you know random friend in like fashion merchandising you know like you're actually going through the same classes and yeah study the same thing and really help each other out too and having those real life experiences while you're still a student is so helpful to be like you don't get out and you're like oh my god i hate my job because i never got to see yeah. what people are actually doing in it yeah um but yeah i just i thoroughly enjoyed it and like some people in the learning community decided to switch majors mm-hmm. but i actually i think it was me my roommate and maybe two other girls decided to continue on with it throughout the four years so it was fun to like see them in senior year and be like do you remember back in freshman year and we all lived together too so yeah like, on the floor and we we just honestly had so much in common it was so fun So my experience with learning communities, we called them living learning communities at Texas Tech because they all live together on the same floor and we're all the same majors. Their community advisor, RA, um, was of that major. And I supervised the buildings that they were in. So I ended up during my two years supervising the business learning community, our transfer students, liberal arts and sciences, and our fine arts. And like, I didn't have a background in all of those, but it was interesting to me, like, seeing the passion that my community advisors had for programs they wanted to put on what my students wanted to see and like learn about those majors in a completely new way and be like how am i going to program for all of you what can i learn from all of you about this and i met amazing people through that like the advisor that kind of like helped me create the connections with the professors um and just some really awesome people that if i hadn't been supervising those learning communities i never would have met yeah it's honestly such a community yeah because it was really fun fun circle I should say because freshman year I was a part of it junior year I was a mentor for it mm-hmm. and being able to help like the freshman now like as a upperclassman it was so fun and yeah getting to then talk with the other mentors for the other learning communities for the majors it was awesome like I was able to yeah have so many connections on campus um whether it was with my major I could talk to like one of their advisors and just get life advice yeah so yeah it was it was awesome um and I found out that I love mentoring yeah in that capacity so you know it was just kind of nice to give back in that way too and you also another thing you were involved in very heavily was your sorority so how did you get involved in Alpha Omicron Pi oh my gosh yeah um so I was involved in AO Pi my mom was like pushing me to do sorority recruitment Nebraska does it the the week before school starts as a freshman so I was like well I don't know anyone so why not just go into it yeah and it was one of the I I wouldn't say like the best decision but I would say it was one of my really like 
good decisions. Um, I had a lot of best friends coming out of it, but yeah, we just, I don't know if you know much about sorority recruitment, but it's like a whole week of going to what they call parties, talking to different girls in the houses, getting your, you know, you prep certain houses and then they do the same to you. So then you kind of like match up. And so as the weeks go on or weeks, as the days go on during the week, um, you, your list kind of dwindles down to like two or three houses at the end. You get to pick one. If they pick you, it's kind of like a match and then you're like, you're in it. So sure. I was, um, I was down to two houses and picked AO pie and, uh, we did bid day on, I think it was that Saturday or Sunday. I can't remember, but either way, it was so fun. Kind of weird on the first day. Cause you don't really know anyone and you're just kind of in a group of 50 other freshman girls <laughs> from all over the campus. And you're like, hi, now we're sisters. But you know, after all the awkwardness that we went to, um, I think it was some girl's some parents farm and like she had like a lake essentially on there so we went out there but it was honestly so fun because I was able to meet more people outside the major I should say like there were some people in the journalism college in AOPI but most of them were like outside so I was able to you know start meeting more people and um yeah kind of like having a support system that didn't really go through like it was great to have a support system in the college but also outside of the college so then you can kind of be like well these are my like worries of you know my classes you have no idea what I'm taking but then you know my like pre-med friends were like oh yeah like this is what I'm doing and so it was just yeah. there and you know we'd have Monday night dinner so we, you know we would go to the house get an amazing dinner because we had a chef there mm-hmm. um, yeah, and, like, formals were super fun. We had tailgating. Yeah, it was just, like, a nice social aspect um, to bring into my college experience. It sounds like a great way to expand your um, your social and your extrovert wings. Oh, my gosh, yes. And I unfortunately didn't get involved in leadership positions there, but I was involved in, like, a lot of, like, the activities that we did. Like, we would go to the pumpkin patch, you know, for the fall. Or we, you know do a basketball game like sports and stuff so it was definitely fun to kind of branch out to because I was not super like I think I was girly growing up but like some of the girls were super girly in the sororities I was able to also kind of expand my horizons as you (laughs) may say (laughs) and like have so many new experiences through there um yeah it was great like I loved it and then um I actually made more friends when my twin, Jerrica, who you actually know yeah. as well, um, she is, came through open recruitment in the spring. So I became really good friends with her. And she actually introduced me to some of my now really good friends. So it was just kind of fun to see the progression. That's awesome. That's so cool. Now, you're the only one, I think, out of our high school group that ended up rushing for either a sorority or fraternity. Did you know you wanted to do that in high school? Or like you said, was it just something like it was there, you got to UNL, and you're like, I'm going to try out for this? You know, I didn't know in high school. And I really didn't know up until like maybe mid-summer of going into freshman year because um, you apply, you know, during the summer, essentially, yeah. if you want to rush. but. Yeah, I decided because I was going out of state for school and because I didn't know anyone that this would probably be a good idea. If I didn't even, like, get into a house, then by all means, then I just moved in early for a week. Yeah. Uh, 
but I think my mom also encouraged it because she knew that I think college is hard to come into when you don't know anyone. Mm-hmm. And when you're going through recruitment, you kind of get really close with the girls on your floor. You know, you, you're in a group together when you're going through recruitment. So, like, if all, if, like, the worst happens, like, you just know more people. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, it was, it was fun. And I think, you know, if I ever had a daughter, I would encourage it. Cool. All right, Anna. So, at that point, then... You've graduated from UNL, and now you had a really big dream of a place you wanted to get to live, and you made that dream a reality. So talk about the steps to getting to New York and, like, what New York has been like for you. Yeah, it's my, you know, it's funny, actually. My dream of moving to New York started in high school when we went to the New York trip through our music department, and I was absolutely in love. I was, love Times Square, all the stuff. So then... I still had that like little inkling and being in a communications based career, they're always like big cities have a lot of opportunities. So I'm like, Oh, perfect. Like this works. Like I could go to New York, but everyone was telling me like, it's so hard. Like, you know, it's a big city. You're from Nebraska or from Iowa going to school in Nebraska. You know, it takes a lot to get there. Sure. I was like, okay. So I really focus on getting internships throughout college so then I can have experience going into this um trying to validate why I should be in New York and then by senior year um or sorry not senior by junior to senior year summer Uh I landed an internship in New York which kind of solidified the fact that I wanted to work for a PR agency I wanted to move to New York and this is what I was going to do I was so determined and it really honestly kind of led me to how I got there because I ended up going on a trip um, through this advertising pre-professional group for multicultural students. And, oh, wow. Yeah. And I was like, oh, wait, like this is super fun. And we got to go and essentially meet all the recruiters, come to New York free of charge. They paid for everything. I love free. I know, same. I was like, oh, perfect. <laughs> um And I just so happened to be in a group with this guy who was not like he was pretty high up in the company at this advertising agency called BBDO and which actually that agency is um, the inspiration for Mad Men, essentially. Oh, that's so interesting. um, Yeah. And I was like, "Uh, okay, like, why not? And two hours into this whole thing, I was like, ooh, okay, well. Um, I, you know, we had done this whole workshop with him and when we were saying our goodbyes, he was like, oh, well, give me your business cards. And we're like, okay, Mm -hmm. why not? Like, this is, you know, networking essentially. And, um, he (laughs) was like, and give me your resumes. And we're like, well, okay. This is your foot in the door. I know. And I was like, I was thinking that I was like, wow, like I got really excited. And he's like okay, thank you for that. Like, I really loved working with you guys. You guys are awesome. I'm going to tell the HR to hire you all. I'm like, wait. <laughs> this is a dream. I know. I was like, um, was it that easy? And like, I get it. Two hours of, you know, working with the guy, he got to know you. And so they didn't obviously have full-time roles, but sure. they did offer us internships for post-grad. Nice. That's all I needed to get to New York. I was like, okay, well, let's do this. <laughs> so I did that. Um, and I was like, okay, well, 
now that I'm in New York, fast forward, graduated, went to Spain with my dad, had so much fun there, moved to New York two days later, did the internship, and I got the news that they didn't have any spots left. Like, or they just didn't have room. They were just like, well, we don't have enough accounts. We have too many interns. Just, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Okay. Well, I had a sublet for two months and that was ending in August. And I kind of made the decision that I was just going to go in on a lease. I was like, probably not the smartest thing to do, but I just did it. I was like, I want to stay here. I'm just going to get a job, whether that be at Starbucks, Target, or actually like a It's easier to stay than leave if you want to get a job. Exactly. So I was like, okay, well, that's fine. Like, by all means, let's do this. And I ended up finding a roommate through my internship, which honestly, she's still my roommate. She's great. I love her. Yeah, I um, love it when it works out like that. Really, though. And she had gotten a full-time role at the company, one of like the only people. So I was like so excited for her. But I had gone through so many interviews and like mm-hmm. I was still going through them. Um, so August was kind of rough or the last part of August, I should say, was rough because not having a job and me being the extroverted person I am, I just love having things to do and I yeah. really couldn't afford to do anything. But, you know, just sit at a coffee shop get free refills, apply for jobs. Yeah, the whole shebang. So fast forward to like, no, sorry, late September. And I finally start getting like interviews and like feeling good about like what the interviews I've had and, you know, and I'm finally starting to get offers. So I ended up um, joining a company called Ketchum in October of 2018. And I'm still there actually. So I was able to... I mean, I was so in debt from the two months of unemployment, Mm -hmm. but it was honestly such a good feeling to have a job and I didn't care about the debt. I was like, I'll just pay it off later. It's fine. (laughs) Uh, And yeah, we are still there now. I've been able to get promoted like two times since. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, it's been fun. And living in New York is such a wild ride, but I mean, I moved out here with a dream and I was like, well, we're going to do this. Like, if it doesn't work out, then I can say I've tried at least. Um, I feel like that phrase of I moved out here with a dream is like the theme song of some show. (laughs) Honestly, like, it probably is. It's so cliche. But yeah. And I wouldn't like, I mean, granted, the two months of unemployment were rough. Don't get me wrong. No, we've we've all been there. I have been (laughs) a little longer than two months unemployed, but we make it work. Exactly. You make it work. I mean... And you learn a lot about yourself during that time, too. Oh, my gosh. So much. I was like, wow, what am I doing? Like, and I I did join a church um, during that time. So that okay. And I joined a running group. So I was able to, like, get connections again through passions of mine. Mm-hmm. And that definitely helped. But, yeah, I think it was, like, the down... It wasn't downtime, but, like, the time that I needed to really understand what I needed from a job, from life, (laughs) and just being in New York. Um, Well, and for all those years, you had been running, running between school, extracurricular activities, jobs. That was like your first time where it's like you didn't have a lot of stuff you had to do. Who is Anna post-school? Yeah, because, I mean, I think I was very much like the devoted student like you were. Like, good grades mean, you know, get great like I don't know report cards and like that turned into something else and this is the first time where 
me trying super hard an internship didn't produce anything. Yeah. So I was like, okay, well, next step, plan B. Yeah, it was a lot of perseverance, but it was a good time. And oh, I yeah. think I'm not the only one who's gone through it, and I've definitely not been, like, that was a very short amount of time compared to some other people. Yeah. So. I mean, my time, that is how I created this podcast, was not having a job and, like, using this as, like, a fun hobby to do between positions. Oh, my gosh. I wish I would have done something productive like that. (laughs) I I literally, I think almost every day, would walk from my apartment, which is maybe, like, what, 67th Street, so, like, a little above Central Park, all the way down to the tip of Manhattan and back because I didn't have anything else to do. But see, to me, that sounds so fun and so interesting to get to do that. Like, the group of people you must have, like, been people watching and, like, getting to sightsee and the culture that's in New York. Definitely, yeah. I found a lot of cool things when I did that. And also, I forgot to mention my other, my current roommate, actually, Carlos, he was unemployed at the same time. Okay, we both kind of had that um, experience together. So I wasn't alone, like no. I said again. And it was nice to be able to go to a coffee shop and just kind of like vent, I guess, to someone yeah. that is going through the same thing. We are both kind of rooting for each other, you know, and we both kind of got jobs within the same like month. Mm-hmm. So it was really fun to like finally celebrate together. Yeah, you need end. that person to be able to talk with, but then also to be there at the really good times too. Exactly. And like, that's when we got super close too. Cause we, had, we were living together. Um, I didn't really know him. He was actually went to Nebraska as well. Mm-hmm. We all both came out here and then we got really close <laughs> and now we're roommates. So it was, cool. it was fun. And, Things always just work out for a reason. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And especially out here in New York, I think people just gravitate towards, um, people that are very similar to them. So the similar thing that I had with Carlos was we're from Nebraska well, not, I'm not from Nebraska, but yeah. I went to in Nebraska, and we were just like, well, we're going to be friends, so like it or not, because it's very hard <laughs> to make friends as an adult, and we're just going to do this, and so yeah, he's one of my closest friends now. That's cool. That's awesome. Yeah, but I highly recommend anyone thinking about even just like a tad bit like wanting to move somewhere like so unique or so fun, like just do it and like say you tried at least yeah and there's ways you can budget where like if you only want to do it for like two months like and you're like i can now gonna bump this to three months or that two months is what i did i now kind of know i can't be here or i really want to be here yeah definitely especially now with work from home yes i have thoroughly enjoyed being able to work from wherever i want actually last year i kind of moved home which That's kind of right. goes back to like being able to really have quality time with my parents now that I can really enjoy it as an adult. And they live in Arizona now. Mm-hmm. And because of the pandemic, I was gone for like, what, seven, eight months. And being able to just hang out with them, go hiking, really kind of reconnect, I should say. And in a friend way, I should. Yeah. Just, it, like a mom, daughter, or father and daughter kind of relationship is friend relationship and learning to live with each other as adults. Yeah. And it's weird, like, when you go from I haven't lived with you full time for a while to be like, we're here and it's going to be for a couple of months. Oh, my gosh. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, my mom at the end was like, so when are you leaving, Anna? <laughs> and I was like, well, I thought you liked having me here. And she's like, I do. But I never expected when you came in March, like fleeing from the city, that you would still be here in September. 
and she's joking she loves it but also another funny thing she said was when are you going to visit again and I was like oh well I don't know maybe in a couple months she's like wait you mean like you're gonna stay until Christmas like it would have been like she's thinking like some four months (laughs) I was like no I'd probably visit for like two weeks it's fine yeah (laughs) um but yeah it was funny but yeah, it's kind of, they get their own lives, they become empty nesters, and it's like, oh, you're kind of cramping our style. Exactly. I know. I was like, you're in my TV room. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, well, I don't know where else I'm going to go, so <laughs> here I am. So I don't know how much you can talk about your job, but like, what are some of the really cool things you've gotten to do? I know you've said you've been promoted a few times, so has that added like some cooler aspects to your position? Yeah, I think this last time I got promoted, which was back in February, we, or I personally was able to grow a lot more because the other times it was a lot of like little things like, oh, I can help out with like different projects, like more research or doing like more project management. But now I'm able to like, actually, um, I'm going to be coordinating like this huge event essentially, um, for our client, um, which I work with Tide. Oh, cool. uh, Laundry detergent. So I get a lot of free laundry detergent and it's this huge expo that they have in California all the time, but now it's virtual. But I'm able to, like, really have a good, like, leadership role in that. Um, yeah, and just being able to kind of grow in my role. So, you know, you kind of start from the bottom and doing, like, the admin work. Yeah. Now I'm able to, like, have contact with the clients and, like, really get to know them and have, like, a relationship with them and kind of counsel them on certain things. And I work a lot with sustainability, like I said before, so it's kind of like one of my passions and being able to learn about all the new stuff that goes on, with like the science behind it or, you know, climate change and, you yeah. know, just the world. It's, it's kind of like I'm in college a little bit, but also working and getting paid for it. So it's, it's kind of a nice thing. Um, but yeah, I work with PNG for Tide or Fabricare, but mostly Tide. Sure. I work with PepsiCo Sustainability, so oh, wow. like kind of execs for them and being able to do some thought leadership, so like getting them into conferences and like getting them to speak at different um, industry events, so that's been fun. Yeah. I used to work for Ikea, so the lovely big blue store that everyone shops at, and um, Cargo, which is like a meat producer in the nor- in North America, okay. which is because I specifically work on their beef um, sustainability programs, and I don't eat beef. So if someone's <laughs> got beef, they come to you. Exactly, exactly. Um, and I work with Whirlpool, too, so like okay. the appliances. So I feel like I've got a lot of different experiences in just one job. And, and those are all name that. brand, like, Tide is in almost everybody's home. So that's so cool you get to work with that, and you're counseling these execs on what to do and what conferences to go to, like, that, that's not something a lot of people our age get to say they get to do. Yeah, it's fun. Like, it's kind of like a, well, I know what's happening in the next, like, half a year. Like, what they're going to be doing for advertising because we work hand-in-hand hand with the advertising teams. And we are doing, like, a lot of, like, fun sustainability stuff in the coming months now that, like, COVID is kind of, like, die, not dying down, but, like, slowing down, I should say. And just being able to, yeah, have a hand in kind of affecting what the company does and really giving them great counsel on, you know, as a company, you can really have a ton of change, especially with sustainability because that's such a hot topic right now. And, um, and there's such a big company, you know, P and G is 
probably one of the biggest CPG companies out there. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's definitely fun to be able as a 24 year old say like I helped out with launching their sustainability um, goals and yeah, it's fun. I enjoyed it. And awesome. I think eventually I want to move away from the agency lifestyle because it's a lot um, with time management stuff and work life can be a little bit iffy, but I would love to work for a nonprofit or, you know, in-house ag- or not an agency, but an in-house company that like Patagonia, that's like yeah. something that really um, is passionate about like the environment and stuff. Well, you kind of just led me into kind of the last part of the podcast. So I'm going to kind of bring it everything that we've talked about together. So coming from like your adoption, coming to America, all the friends you've gotten to have, your your different moves throughout elementary school, being a part of like things like gymnastics, cross country, surround sound, how those affected your work ethic and time management, um, your growing relationship with your family and being at UNL, moving to New York. When you think of all of these things, what is the underlying theme that you think about for where your life's been so far and what you're really hoping for towards the future and where you see yourself? So many big questions. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, I think lately, I, mean, I feel like a lot of my decisions have been like, a, just dive in deep and run with it kind of thing. Okay. And I think that's kind of where I've, I, I find excitement and like in the unknown which is weird because i hate change so Mm -hmm. i'm like learning to love it i hate change too yeah so that's kind of where it's kind of been like my mantra of just like just run with it go with it like if you have a little dream or little inkling of like a want just or a desire i should say just go for it Mm -hmm. and see where it leads you um yeah and just never know where you'll end up because i had no idea coming to New York in high school that I'd literally be working two blocks away from Times Square Um, and just having those experiences. So that's kind of when I look back. Yeah. And I think also like when my parents adopting, they took a huge leap and not a risk, but like they've never done something like that before, but they're like, well, we're just going to do it because we want to. Like there's like that little seed of like, desire that you want something more so that's kind of where I've kind of taken my life so far but in the future I don't know I I definitely want to be like more passionate about sustainability like I said like really do good for the world like I want my actions to hopefully make a positive impact in someone else's life Um, whether that be giving back through my job or personal stuff you know who knows what it'll be but I'm excited and I'm so young still compared yeah. to like other people I talk to. I feel old because we've been out of college for so long, <laughs> but I am super excited for what's to come. Who knows? I literally can't even plan breakfast tomorrow. The only thing I'm planning is packing to go see Elizabeth tomorrow. That'll be a fun <laughs> trip. I'm real jealous you get to do that. Yeah, I'm, I'm just excited. And like, yeah, now that the world's kind of opening up a little bit, the traveling is going to be super exciting. And I just love new experiences. Well, I'm excited to see what the future has in store for you. I know you're going to do some real amazing things. Oh, thank you, Tyler. I honestly have loved talking to you about all of this. It's been so fun to jog my memory of everything. And just, it feels right doing it with you too, because well, you are you. such 
a great person to talk to. You always know what to say and you connect with people so well. Like wow, I, said, I really we, appreciate that. That it's means honestly a lot. Like been years that we've really seen each other in person. Yeah. And it's like, I can talk to you. Like I see you every day. Yeah. I love that. I appreciate it. Oh, I appreciate your friendship and you being willing to come on this show and share your amazing story with everybody. It's so long, but <laughs> <laughs> it's so fun. And I, yeah, I honestly love that you're doing this. So yeah, I hear all the rest of the stories. Yeah. So I'm hoping this will last for quite a long time, but I look forward to hopefully getting to do our Mexico trip with the rest of our Bedendorf gang, but hopefully we'll see each other way before that happens. Oh my gosh, yes. Mexico has to happen yes. for anyone listening. We're going I, uh, to I need to get my passport, stuff. but once I get that, we are all good to go. Yes, we're, we'll plan it for next year. And let's say next year, and then... Yes, we'll next summer, and it'll be something we can put on the map. Exactly. Well, Anna, it is so good to get to talk with you as always, and I hope you have a fantastic rest of your night. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you too. I've really enjoyed it, and I love our friendship. Yes, same here. Well, that is another episode of Life Story. If you enjoyed that episode, please subscribe and give a like to it. And come and listen to my podcast wherever you find podcasts. As always, I'm Tyler Honig. Make it a great day.